the Fox show. Um, you're listening, you're tuning in in your car somewhere. You're watching, you're wondering who are these guys, you know, I stumbled on. Christopher Walken's on the show. I'm not sure. Is he? Maybe. <laughs> What the Falk Show with Connor Falk. It's a podcast available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Pod Directory. Sponsor of the What the Falk Show. Ferris Pizza is the best pizza for the best price with the most love in it. I like pizza. I have a guest today. His name is Joseph Paul Ramirez. Hi. He's a friend. He's a colleague. I like pizza. He likes pizza as well. So we have that in common. We're going to start real quick. We're going to get into our stuff. I have you on here because you're a big St. Louis Rams fan. Oh, I'm sorry. A Los Angeles Rams Um, fan. And we're going to talk about what you think, being an LA resident now, but being a a lifelong Rams fan. How excited are you to have the team here? We're going to go into the positives the negatives and everything in between okay i don't know how to respond to that uh but yes okay excitement is there excitement is there and we're gonna get we're gonna get to that excitement right now it's kind of a somber note i want to say rest in peace too with some figures that i grew up watching who were very important to me and just the art and what they did and i i I think any listener right now is kind of affected by them in some Mm -hmm. way first is being david bowie one of the greater actors and obviously performers in general of our lifetime man i mean i saw labyrinth a lot as a kid my dad had that recorded you know he sings on that i mean he's huge so many, so many, so many. I, I just watched The Martian. Okay. Right. So, so you thought about him, the man falling thought, from Earth? Yeah, I thought about him. And uh, anything, anytime something has to do with space. Yeah. I feel like David Bowie's involved. Space control to Major Tom, right? Right. There's ground control to Major ground Tom. Ground control. Sorry. Ground control. One of the best ever. Um, I mean, I think of my favorite songs. You got to think Young Americans, Let's Dance, Under Pressure. One of the great songs. God, there's just so much to go from there. Ziggy Stardust, like you said, ground control. Uh, David Bowie, thank you for the memories, man. We appreciate it. And then we just got to say rest in peace. And it's kind of one of those things to start the show. Next, I can't say it's even more somber, but in a way it is because it was so unexpected. And it was someone that I've just grown up loving in terms of their acting and their performing. And that's Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Exactly. Alan Rickman. I always think of the sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood. I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Or, uh, he, was good. he was good in that. He was great in that. Or being in Bottle Shock, which is a great movie about the wine industry in Napa. Um, or being Professor Snape in the Harry Potter movies. Those are huge. Obviously, you know, ten, 10 years of movies. Die Hard, dude. And, uh, you know, I was going to finish with, yeah, number one, Hans Gruber. Obviously. With Die Hard. Yippee Kaye. I hope you're having a good time in heaven, man. I mean, God, it's just a sad time. And uh, I got to think again. Thank you, Alan Rickman, for all the great memories, all the great characters. And for for showing someone like me who wanted to work in entertainment. You Don't know. forget Dogma. Yeah, actually, yeah. Whoa. Dogma, solid. There you go. <laughs> Joseph Paul, add some contributions to the show. So there we go. That was my only contribution all day. So far. That you're one point so far. <laughs> so Alan Rickman, um, David Bowie, thank you for everything that you did for us. And I can only say a good memory. So. Well, you segued from my excitement about the Rams right into that. Well, because I think it's kind of you know? it's kind of appropriate because there is kind of a death situation in I St. Know. Louis. So yeah. let's get into it. You have the St. Louis Rams now from, from L.A., started in L.A., left in 1994, 1995, started in St. Louis, have, yeah. a, have a good 10 years, uh, two Super Bowl appearances, one win. You got the greatest show on turf. You got guys like Tony Banks, who you loved. You got got some great St. Louis players. You're a lifelong fan. You're also an LA resident. What do you think about the situation? You excited? Let's go. Let's get into it. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Okay. Just like a few moments ago when you got me excited about the Rams and then... Yeah. And then I brought it down. And then you brought... That's how you know this is a good show. It's up, it's down. My viewers, my listeners don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm trying... This needs to be... This should be dramatic. Someone's in traffic right now. I'm feeling like... uh, Listening to this. Yeah, I'm feeling like Jimmy V Foundation. (laughs) You know, when he's like, you got to laugh, you got to cry, you got to be moved. That's a great day. You got to learn something. You know, that famous speech. Yeah, then you have a tear. The Jimmy V speech. A a tear whenever it's on ESPN. Yeah, it's... Exactly. Another tough... uh, A tough words from there. So let's just see... 
So you are excited. Did you see this coming? Is this something we kind of figured there'd be an LA team? Well, you you know, because you're local here, you hear it on the radio all the time. I listen to sports talk radio pretty much every time I'm in the car. I, you know, when you're not listening to the What the Fuck show. Well, yeah, I mean, I listen to that on my own time, usually in the bathtub or while watering. Yeah. Um, But I, when I'm in the car, I listen to sports talk radio. I've been talking about for like a good three years, just kind of back and forth, and, and the Vikings were coming. Right, yeah. and then Jags. Who who hasn't been exactly rumored to come to LA? And I can't believe it's real. I feel like somebody needs to pinch me right now. Like, or like, there's gonna be something where they're gonna come back and be like, "Ooh, so it's like the uh, Chris Paul trade to the Lakers." Oh, I'm like, oh, sorry, that's actually not gonna happen. Talk about bringing me down, dude. Sorry. That was more of a. <laughs> I mean, God, that, the tuck rule, like, that was some of the worst sports days of my life. I I can't tell you, I don't want to, you know, this is publicly and people listening to this, but let's just say that I had very negative thoughts for David Stern after that. I had extremely negative thoughts because that changed the entire course of the franchise. (laughs) Would have had Dwight Howard and Chris Paul. I don't know how that doesn't work. Lakers times got screwed with the Chris Paul trade. These are lean years for the Lakers. These are lean years. That's being nice. They're even worse than I thought they would be this year. Um, So, Uh, yeah, uh, it was was, uh, startling to hear that yesterday. It was all over social media um i am I'm, I'm like i said i'm in disbelief still um as a lifelong rams fan i've been a rams fan since i was about five years old my uncle gave me a jacket nice um he was an old school rams fan and and he tried to give that jacket to my cousin who you know obviously was his son and he rejected it he's a raiders fan <laughs> and so he rejected the jacket and my uncle flat gave it to me he's like here you know he was a rams fan back in the day and he's like here's this jacket and I was like, oh, I shall cherish it. It was like my prized possession. I wore it until it like didn't fit me anymore. Well, that's, a, that's an awesome way to start being a fan. Yeah. That's pretty, you have class. You have class, sir. So. You got some strong character. Almost as strong as the guy who show what it's like to be a Raider fan. That You don't just take some, even if it's free. Oh, Jesus. You're not just going to wear some other team's colors because it's the silver or black or it's nothing else. You know what's funny? My <laughs> uncle switched teams three years later to the Dallas Cowboys. Aww. So I grew up. I was about eight years old. We were Rams fans together for a couple years watching games. And then all of a sudden, he's a Cowboys fan. And then... He's been like, he just like, he's one of those guys. He doesn't really care. He's like, oh, I'll oh, just like good. switch teams. Like, oh, you know, bro. yeah, he's that guy. It's sure. Like, he's a nice, good human being, but I can't, I can't. I know. That. I know. I can't accept it either. I'm like, you know, I'm still a Rams fan from the time you gave me that. Jacket. Yeah. You he's choose like, your team. You need good or bad. Yeah, like your like, family. He's like, I've had like eight teams since then. I'm like, oh, oh my God. The Cowboys are the worst one too. commitment issues. Don't Uncle, go to the Cowboys or the Steelers. Uncle or the Jerry, Packers. if you hear this and you're listening, you have commitment issues. Yeah. Uncle Jerry, probably a great guy. Probably a great uncle. Probably one of the better Jerry's out there, but we just don't agree with the fact that you're changing teams or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get the the point of view as a Rams fan. You're excited, obviously. You're, you're sad for the city of St. Louis, but since you're a resident, you're excited. Not, the fact I'm not sad for St. Louis. You're not sad for St. Louis. No, sorry. Okay, any St. Louis listeners? I don't exactly. I don't agree with that Neither notion. I, I do feel that. bad for for the St. Louis. We'll get to that. What we can do for you in a second. But as an LA resident, I want to ask you: Is this? Are you going to be going to games? Is this going to? Okay. Are you going to? You know? We talked about this before. This kind of worries me because like, you know it's like a Dodgers experience. You know, you're going yeah. to the game. You have to block out like a five-hour, six-hour just for block, driving, just for traffic and getting there. You know, I could drive to Dodger Stadium from where I live in Santa Clarita and make it there in like 30 minutes tops. I could make it like 25, 30 minutes if, well, there's, what, if there's no traffic. If So if you're driving at midnight or... Yeah, well, I'm just making the point. So... <laughs> <clears throat> so I could be there in, in 30 minutes. My kid was born in North Hollywood. We made it there in like 15. I don't know how that happened. I'm not going to explain that. Um, uh, or Panorama City or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, going down to, to the stadium down there is going to be at least a six-hour block. I mean, which I'm going to enjoy if I'm tailgating. Yeah. But going down to the Coliseum, you know, like exactly. to that area. I don't know. You know, if you don't live in L.A., you don't you, you probably don't realize that Coliseum is like in the middle of. It's not exactly the nicest area. All right. That's 
that's a euphemism. It's not in the most savory area of town, yeah. right? Um, and so the prospect of going to a game down there, even to a SC game, which is different because it's like a college atmosphere. Exactly. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? So you have a lot of college students there. Well, okay. You know, I don't want to get into the fact of what happened in the 90s, which would make you even more worrisome about going to the Coliseum. Right. Let's say, okay, so we have traffic there, right? Right. The whole thing about LA, they've always said, is you, ha- you couldn't survive here because we have so many things to do. And the fact of the traffic, six hours of in your car makes you think like, no matter how much I want to go, I'm like, you know what? I'm good enough to not have to do six hours in your car well not is, all in the car but you know what i mean yeah to, but i'm saying yeah, to, to get, and from yeah. and just how the, yeah. the logistics and everything the pedantic things you got to go through to live in los angeles and to go to a game right same with kind of a laker game anyways right but the fact that it's in the coliseum or the rose bowl rose bowl is nicer but it's kind of far out of the way depending on where you live right that's two seasons that they're going to be in these uh, random places that you're not going to be in the nice gentrified area of inglewood with all the bells and whistles and the new bars and everything you're gonna have to go two years there what i'm worried about is is the grace period going to be long enough that they're going to be okay. Obviously, they're going to be here for the next 10 years, no matter. Those two years, the kind of grace period that they're hoping for <laughs> with having fans just like, I want to watch football, you know, they're going to be very affected by being at the Coliseum because it's just driving-wise. That's awful, unless you live yeah. downtown. I mean, I don't know if you watch South Park. It reminds me of the episode, the Soto Sopa episode. <laughs> That just came out this year where they try and turn Kenny's house, which if anybody watches South Park, you know, Kenny's like a bum. Yeah. Yeah. They try and gentrify the area. Did you see it? Yeah. What? Dude, that's why I said, I was going to say, are you PC, bro? When you said the thing, but I didn't know if you watched this series. It's awesome. PC, bro. Um, So that's what it reminds me of. And they, they, you know, they try and, you know, class the shit up out of it. Well, it makes more money. uh, They they, they would want to make, you know, make that area a little nicer, but let's be realistic. If you're going to the Coliseum, like, you're like parking down the street in somebody's front yard, yeah. like for five, you know, $5 discount. Like it's, it's that way down there. You can't like, you know, you can't upgrade that big an area. Well, the question okay. is, are they going to have the fan base to come in to be sold out long enough that yes. it will be good before they get the new stadium? Yes. Okay. So people are going to I mean, think, I mean, how many Rams fans do you know that are, and how many, I, I don't know how many Rams fans you know that left the Rams because that live here in LA. I know a lot of these people who are like, oh, you know, I used to be a Rams fan, but you know, now I like somebody else. Like, you know, my best buddies is now a San Diego fan ever since the Rams left. He's like, okay. I'm not going to be a St. Louis fan. I'm Had to be I'm close. A, yeah, exactly. Proximity. Yeah. Junior Seau, blah, blah, blah. So I think there's enough of those people and I know quite a few that, that will come back. Um, um, so you're saying your people are going to join the Rams. I think, you know, you have, you have a lot of people in LA who don't even necessarily have a team other than when fantasy football is going on. True. But they'll go see a game if it's close. Of course. Because it's an event. You yeah. Know, like in LA, like any event that you go to. The majority of the nation doesn't know. take football as, as seriously as you and I do with our teams, right? So right. a lot of people, you know, you're at work or something, I think, and you know, hey, we got free tickets or bosses getting on free tickets or stuff like that. It's going to be an event. And that's why I think to get into why the, you know, being a Raider fan, people being Charger fans, that's why the Carson Project didn't get it. Even though the NFL Relocation, Relocation Committee actually voted for that. Like the actual First. statistics, they voted, they recommended that plan, right? Mm-hmm. The owners voted for the Inglewood plan because it's just more expensive and it's just going to be nicer looking because they money. understood if you're going to come to LA, it needs to be a whole, you know, this is going to be where the Grammys are at. This is going to be where, right. you know, and, bowl games are at. Right. And there's going to be better access, I think, than there would have been in Carson yeah. uh, to the entire city. So yeah. I think Inglewood is central. They're doing some things with the freeways. They're trying to work some new traffic patterns out. Hopefully that will be something that, again, is uh, becomes a better experience than, you know, because now it's either the Lakers or the Dodgers. Like, if you're going to go see a sporting event in L.A., right, you? Yeah, Lakers or Dodgers. Um, Lakers or Dodgers. And, and a lot of times people say, like, you know, SC is like our pro team. You know, people make that joke. They used to be. Yeah, you know, SC is like, you know, L.A.'s pro team. 
but even going to see one of those games has been a, a kind of a hassle. Well, so, now SC is going to be pretty much like the minors for the an NFL team. UCLA oh, and USC. Man. I have we have to look at the numbers for how many guys get drafted or go for practice squad. The the, the undrafted free agents right now. That's what should scare most teams because they're going to have more access because these kids who play here who yeah. are already five star recruits are going to see that. The Raiders took a lot of USC guys. Marcus yeah. Allen. I mean, how many five star recruits are coming out of you know California? It's California, well, no, Texas, I, and Florida. Those are the top places. Yeah, as opposed to St. Louis. You exactly. Know what I mean? like you're not you're not there drawing you're not there drawing from that okay so you know the sad thing we have to say is Inglewood who had the idea to first have a team in Inglewood it was Al Davis right who tried to get that out of LA mm-hmm. from the old Hollywood Park before he moved back to Oakland so I just gotta add I, yeah yeah I see you turning it back to the Raiders I, as like much you, as I can like if it wasn't for the Raiders then it would none of this would be possible as much as you know oh Jesus so just be <laughs> kiss the Raider ring <laughs> so and do you then, think they're gonna come back do you think they'll ever come back here well like, if San after? Diego okay <clears throat> I don't think that Spanos Dean Spanos the owner of the Chargers Stan Kroenke the owner of the of the Rams but also owns like every team in St. Louis also owns the mm-hmm. Blues has a, a a minority stake in the uh, Avalanche I mm-hmm. believe so this guy's just too rich for, and the Nuggets I believe too this guy's just too rich okay St- stop with the teams man okay um he's coming to LA and the Raiders have the second option so first it's going to be San Diego if they want to come Right, but as a Raiders fan, do you want them to stay in Oakland? Do you feel like it's more authentic for them to stay in Oakland or or are you biased because you live here in Los Angeles and you just want your team here? Well, let's be honest for a second. Let's get into this kind of a culture thing right now. Okay. I know how it worked in the nineties. You know, I straight out of, I'm gonna be honest right now. This is Connor Falk and the What the Falk show. No. Straight out of Compton was a good movie, okay? Oh. But it pisses me off that what they did had the fact of the kind of effect it did on Raider games and Raider fans. When yeah. I hear about players not wanting to invite their kids to a game that falcon pisses me off i'll be honest this is america if you're paying money for something you shouldn't have to worry about people having a you know giving you a hard time being drunk out of their mind not being intelligent talking to you dodger stadium yeah talking to you dodger stadium would happen everything right there. that makes us all look bad i don't believe in that kind of sportsmanship i think you give people a chance to boot for their team you root for yours that's when it's a really good time you and i aren't getting to blows over the fact that you're a rams fan i'm a raider fan we discuss sports well you shouldn't i mean even if you're a giants and a dodgers fan you yeah shouldn't. that's too you're taking it too far yeah so even if it's not the fact that you shouldn't believe it as a human being, you should act well. Use the monetary motivation. Well, it's sports. You don't want to spend 100 bucks and go to a Staples Center game and have to worry about stuff happening. That's why you don't, because it's so nice there. Well, the people who have money are not going to go. Exactly. You know, that, and that's, you know, that's what they're trying and to do. And even though I do not, I'm not saying that the majority of Raider fans act like that, because we do not. It's a small, just like any person that ruins it for everybody else, it's a small select group of people here and there at certain games that make bad decisions, that goes in the news, that makes people get a bad opinion. Well, yeah, and if you listen to Colin Cowherd, he says it's because of the alcohol, but I, I don't believe that. I believe it's the people consuming the alcohol. The yes. demographic of individual that you're attracting to your sporting event, yeah. etc. Well, for example, let me just drop. I remember this guy. I was working on the player. I was working on that. Wesley Snipes, uh, NBC. I think it was canceled, but it was a great show. I was talking to a gaffer on that. The gaffer is the guy who's handling all the lighting. He's moving the equipment around. Basically, he's a guy with strong arms. He's moving stuff. He, I said the Raiders might be coming to LA. First thing he said is we don't want we don't want much uh, uh, gangbangers back at the stadium. Have to deal with that. Whether I agree with that or not, because I know that it's not a bunch of people like that. It's just the way it works. Okay, that's the majority of people in LA don't want to have to deal with that right. element, whether it's going to happen or not. I didn't think the NFL would let it happen. I think the Raiders are a great brand. The majority of fans are not like that, but I believe what's there, they don't want to have to deal with that bad element or the appearance of it on their media around the nation you talk about the um the gaffer and it reminds me of the the scene in tropic thunder where he says punch him in the face the The guy has a huge fist the big guy that's exactly what gaffers usually are dude so it's totally yeah and if that guy is on your set telling you he doesn't want the thugs at the game you know what does that tell you exactly and and again you know you don't want to have that uh hanging over your head as la like you know, this is what we stand for, kind of, you know. That's what pissed me off is people bought into that and yeah. said we're going to be extra rowdy and stuff. And I think that's awful. People want to enjoy a game, yeah. you know. 
you're paying 100 bucks. You shouldn't have to worry about getting punched in the face. Well, that's what happened at the do- with the Dodgers. Yes. And I feel like even though they've they've done all they've taken all these measures and they say that they're doing all these things, if uh, did you go to a Dodger game this past year? Yes, I went to okay, one so game. I went. I went to a few games this past year. I took my kid to a game, and we saw we sat in the Loge section, which is you know you know from Dodger Stadium. Yeah. It was a pretty nice. It's like the Loge next, is nice, the, yeah. the next tier up from field level. We went to go to the restroom, and then we walked out. We and then we decided to leave because we had the baby with us. Yeah, you know I got kids, so we decided to leave and we go through the upper reserve part to get to our car, which was parked like out that area yeah and it's just like you know it gets thug you know up there you know people are like bumping it it went from like everybody saying excuse me to like people like bumping into my wife you know with the baby and i'm like getting fired up you know because you know that's my family (laughs) so i'm like yeah i'm up there i feel like i have to like watch my back and stuff and that's exactly what people don't want to do you're on edge you gotta put on edge and you don't want to have to be on edge for two hours and so you know not just security but you got to get into the minds of these people that that feel that that behavior is okay and just kind of say you know making people feel uncomfortable and acting that way it's not okay well i think you would say you know because i don't want to i i I try not to assume that people are really intelligent which makes me sad but it's just the way the world right yeah so i can't just tell someone to appeal to their human character that says hey this is just not the way you act right it's just not the way you do things so to tell them these actions that you take when you're being too rowdy or doing these things or drinking a little too much and making these bad decisions and affecting other people, that you lose. You lose because of that. You don't get the teams that you want. You don't get the times that you want. You have too many cops around here or there or uh, alcohol you know, uh, restrictions and things like that. So it's not exactly something that I think that uh, that they should want to worry about because they're going to lose on it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of losers, no, no, um, I, I know you want to talk your fantasy, but you, no, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get off topic. But speaking of losers, I almost finished in dead last in your fantasy league this year, and I didn't. I, I, I want you to know that I spent the last three weeks of the season trying my hardest not to be the guy who joins <laughs> your league for the first year because you like offered me this spot and you're like pretty tough league, man. You know, <laughs> like blah you. blah blah, <laughs> and then finished in last place. So I want you to know I worked hard. I ended up in like you know eighth. Eighth, because uh, rather than last. the consolation playoffs really helped All you right, actually. And Russell Wilson ended up coming on. Yeah. So your first year of fantasy, give me this. Was I right? Is it a pretty competitive league? Okay, that let me just explain my position here <laughs> as okay. an intelligent man yes. and who happens to be pretty good at fantasy. It was a combination of two things that created the perfect storm of loser in me. Okay, <laughs> uh, and I'm just gonna explain real quick. Number one, I didn't do my homework as much as I should have got kids it's very hard for me to get into you know certain seasons you know you put that homework in ahead of time um i was looking at some names that i i hadn't seen on the field right you know what i mean you don't watch the guys at the rookies in college the sleepers etc number two i did not know your league rules well enough to compete in your league for the first season the only difference that would be weird is that i told you defense gets more points that's the only difference and i i don't i we may have to check the tapes because i don't remember you ever telling me that if and, not in tapes, my, I told you no, beforehand. But I'm just saying, the defense uh, killed me this year. I I didn't pick. No, defense, actually, you had yeah. Kansas City defense top five. Well, defense. I, I picked them up because somebody dropped them like yeah. mid season. I but for the first half, I was just getting smoked. I was like, why am I losing? I'm scoring. You know, I'm breaking 100 points every. You know, the rules. You gotta. You want to be over 110 points. Blah blah blah. Well, you see, interestingly, because I did listen to the clip the last show you were on when yeah. it was uh, football's back. You know, holy Falk football's right, back. Right. It was one of the first episodes you were on of the new What the Falk Show name. Yeah. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. You said, yeah, you talked about Matthew Berry. How you want to score 95 points a week. And I was, oh, yeah, yeah, I was right. listening. I was thinking, actually, no. If you score ninety five points a week in that league, you're gonna lose. Yeah. You know? Well, with your league, it's got to be more yeah. like hundred and ten. 
Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Or yeah. if, because, okay, and so this is the second thing I need to bring up. You have bonuses. You have those big play bonuses in your league that One kick point. in. Okay. So you know what I mean. If somebody makes a yeah. big run, you got big play guys. I know what you mean. The, the scales, I didn't understand it like the first two weeks until I saw that I wasn't scoring what I thought I was scoring. Yeah. And I looked at the all the settings. You know what I'm talking about. Too. I know what you're talking all about. Settings, so I'll say, like, here okay. on the What the Fuck Show, JP does know his stuff. He's a sports fan. Part of why you and I are such good friends. I do respect <laughs> you. But I'm saying that when I tell you it's competitive, how right. the points are, they are not different enough to where I would say that's right. a valid but I'm excuse. not going to put it off on that. And then number three, uh, Richard Mendenhall. Broke his leg. Richard Mendenhall? Is this I, oh, 2008 geez. right now? Richard Mendenhall, the Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm just trying to give you props, and then now you bring out Richard Mendenhall oh drops my God. in 2015. Uh, that, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon I don't know Bell. I don't know why. Jerome Bettis that, hurt himself? Willie Parker? Oh, I don't know where Richard Mendenhall came from. That's so hilarious that I just said that. <laughs> okay, And yes. I'm, not, what, I'm not drinking uh, you're soda. Not, you're I'm not, not drinking, drinking soda. soda over here. Yeah, well, the point is, the bottom line is... <laughs> You gotta have players who score points. That's how you win in any fantasy league, mm. right? I mean, uh, bonuses are only okay. gonna go so far. My number one pick went down. But I, yes, you know. your number one pick went down. And you, interestingly enough, I asked you if you were gonna take him. You told me, which is something I was thinking. I wasn't gonna say, "Hey, dude, mm. like, be careful. You don't know that yet." You said the first two games won't matter. I'll get him back game two. Right. Now, obviously, him getting hurt hurts you. Terrible luck. Right. You can't do anything about that. But every game matters in that league. And those mm-hmm. two games where you didn't have those points oh, did it hurt. Killed me. Oh, I had scored like 80 points. And you didn't have D'Angelo, which hurt. But your team, let's be honest, did come on late. Kansas City defense, top five defense. Russell Wilson finished, I believe, top three, mm-hmm. if not uh, number two quarterback in fantasy football. So you had some guys come on late. It's just hard. And the second thing, which is time, is the waiver wire. I am like a shark on the freaking waiver wire. I didn't know what day. Wire. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I wasn't focused on like the day that... Yeah. Uh, that that the waiver wire opened up. I picked Deshaun Jackson. Who knew he was gonna rip his hamstring off his bone? But started going on another player who started right. going and off, and then for he you. came back late. Yeah, I, you know Giovanni Bernard, Matt Forte. I mean, there you know there were guys that Got I injured. thought were yeah. yeah exactly that I thought were gonna do. Well, and again, it's fantasy football. As much as I want to think that I'm, I know so much about football that it's about that. It's, it's, it's majority is always going to be about luck of just things right. happening at the right time or the wrong time for your team. Mm-hmm. You're in another league, and I think you, you did a lot better in that league, right? Isn't that a bigger league as well? Yeah, I, I've snuck into that league, number seven into the playoffs. Okay, see, lost, that's out lost of 12 the first team. week, and I also, and I mentioned to you that I had Le'Veon Bell in both leagues. Okay, yeah. So, you know. So, there's just so many things I can go through. To be honest, I look, this is how crazy it gets. If I look bad, I would have won the league, our league, based mm-hmm. on my points in the playoffs, right? The one game I didn't play. Yeah. If I would not have benched Tyler Eifert, Antonio Gates on the week that he had three touchdowns, I lost by 24 points. Tyler Eifert scored 28 points. Antonio Gates only scored two. That that week, I would have won. I would have beat my other opponent in the first round of the, of the playoffs, and I would have won every game. If it wasn't for that, one move. If it weren't for those meddling kids. If it weren't for those kids. So that's just how crazy it is of how many, how much it takes, how many rights, luck rights it takes. And we have we have the Warriors right now in OT with the Lakers. Nice, but we're about to get Yeah, it looks like they just as soon as overtime started, they just ran away with it. it's one oh three eighty nine currently as we speak i'm sure the lakers are obviously dropping that one but they ran with them they ran with i don't them. know if you saw I don't, any of it i, I you know when is a good time to run joe is after you eat pizza because you have a bunch of carbs carbs are good for you pizza is good for you this is the what the falk show with connor falk speaking of pizza the sponsor of the show ferris pizza in bakersfield california the best pizza for the best price check them out ferrispizza.com here's what you do you eat pizza carbs 12 hours before your sporting event so you're gonna get pizza at night yeah okay you're gonna eat it about eight nine o'clock for your event Saturday morning yeah. at 8 or 9 Dude. for your game. That's 13 you years old, fastest mile I ever ran, 528. I had a bunch of pizza and pasta the night before. I thought I overrate. I woke up, I had so much energy by that you know half mile. I was like, dude, this is like, I'm good to go. 
451 is my fastest mile ever. 451? Mm-hmm. Holy holy shit, that's, that's super fast. <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe, what the fuck? <laughs> I was feel, fast, dude. Making me feel slow right now. Okay, um, you know, I just want to finish real quick. You asked me at the Raiders what I think they're going to do. Right. I think most likely they'll stay in Oakland, but to be honest, I'd rather them leave because the way Oakland City has handled it has been gross. Right, and you know, I have a buddy who lives up there in Oakland, and uh, he was telling me the other day that um, he's like, you know, I go to, he has season tickets. He was telling me to get season tickets to the Rams, by the way. He's like, they're cheaper than you think. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> He's got season tickets up there and he says, I don't mind going to Oakland. And the people who go every week enjoy going there. Yeah. That like, they're like, we don't mind the stadium. Oakland but- is not as rowdy. In my right. experience, a Dodger game is more rowdy than an Oakland Raiders Right. Game. But you're going to get less fans from outside of Oakland exactly. that are going to go there and yeah. say, oh, this is a great experience because they don't want to, they're like, oh, it's Because they're not going to go it's at the all. Coliseum. Or they go once and they're looking at the cement, yeah. you know, giant. I told them they should implode it and then just build a new one right there. So you think they should stay in Oakland, not go to San Antonio or I, Portland or St. Louis? I think Oakland uh, is the most authentic move, right? I mean, yeah. as a Raider fan, don't you feel like you belong, like you're from Oakland? Okay, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm cool with the idea of us. I know it's the, it's the. I mean, oh. the, the thing that really won't happen is the Raiders going to San Diego. The Houston Raiders. No, no not the Houston or, Raiders. You know, San Antonio. Where, where, San Antonio I would, Raiders. Does that I, sound good to if you? If I had a choice, St. Louis Raiders sounds good to me. It's a good sports town. They're in their own kind of area. If we're, we're in Oakland, we're still sharing with the Niners. If we're in uh, San Antonio, we're the Dodgers second fiddle. If we're in Missouri, it's just us. I mean, you go to Oakland and and you just you stake your claim right there on the... Here's the deal. This is the thing with San Francisco and Oakland. I'm sure you know this. You're from Central California. You have a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. The Bay Area is like renovating. They're like... It's been a facelift the past... Two or three years. I don't know. I don't know how much you know about it. No, it's yeah. But it's been getting a lot nicer. My buddy, my buddy works in uh, construction industry. Rob Ray, shout out, Rob. I hope you're listening. They've been renovating that city from San Francisco north. Okay. So they're just going around the bay and just like rebuilding all the old buildings. You know what I mean? San Francisco is an old city. Yeah, it's getting a lot nicer. Um, so not only is San Francisco on its way up, but the shorefronts around Oakland, Richmond, little places like that, they're starting to gentrify. Gentrify. <laughs> I love these words they were using. Sounds so just, smart. Just, on the just to bring show. it back around. Uh, no, I mean, they're really starting to step their game up. So my point is that you could put a stadium on the, on the, on the shore right there in Oakland on the, on the other side of the bridge, you know, to kind of offset the baseball stadium, you know, over there. And then you can have both sports play there or you can have Oakland move somewhere else, but you put something right on the shore right there and it obviously is going to generate revenue for the community. Okay. And from outside the community and what I was talking about is, you know, bringing fans from other places in. Yeah. A bunch of words about sports that were done in a really good way. Let's talk about something else that brings in money. (laughs) Reality TV. Okay. We got a few more questions we're going to ask you. We're going to talk about, you're going to give us some reality TV info and then we're going to talk about Fargo and then you're going to say goodbye and then you're going to be back on the show in a few months. All right. That's how this whole scenario is going to go. Okay, it's like a okay. cycle. So give me three shows, since I watched no reality TV, even the shows I've worked on, that you've watched that other people should check out. Other families, you know. Okay. You know, well, maybe not families. People have kids. I'm, I'm going to give mean, you a couple that I didn't talk about last time that okay. uh, that I enjoy watching myself. Okay. One, and I don't know why I have this fascination with this show. Oh, my God. It just It kind of like upsets me that I watch it, but I still watch it. It's called The Curse of Oak Island. Curse of Oak oh Island. God, yeah, these guys are out there. Like, I feel like I'm watching Gold Rush or something. You know, like okay. the, the shows where they dig for gold or yeah. like Axemen, something weird. <laughs> They're out there digging for treasure on this place in this place called Oak Island. It's in, um, you know, off the coast of Maine. Okay, you know. Anyways, 
Uh, Nova Scotia. That's the word I was thinking. So of. kind of an inter- interesting treasure. It's, type yeah, it's show. a treasure hunt. Like it's the same guys who do Ancient Aliens, which is like my guilty pleasure. Okay. You know? Okay. So, anyways, I watched Curse of Oak Island by myself with the lady, not with the family, just with the lady. Like when the kids go to bed. <clears throat> don't judge me. We watch Vanderpump Rules. What is Vanderpump Rules? All right. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's the rule book for like a new vacuum coming out. Oh my god! I want you to Google it. <laughs> it's a show about uh, a restaurant that's owned by a lady named Lisa Vanderpump, and she's on—I'm sure you've heard of this—Real Housewives yeah. of L.A. Okay, she's one of the ladies from there. She owns a restaurant. Um, oh my god, I can't remember. Sir. Oh geez, I forgot the name of the restaurant. She owns a restaurant called Sir. It's in L.A. If you're ever in Beverly Hills, check it out. Etc. It's right off Santa Monica Boulevard and uh, Doheny. Okay. Area. Nice. So anyway, she owns a restaurant over there. She's a pretty famous lady. And it's like the backstory of all the people who work there. You okay. know, it's like the drama. Yeah. You know, because if you ever worked at a restaurant, I told you about this last, yeah, the last know, time I was yeah. on. Yeah, if you ever work in a restaurant, you have an idea, like restaurant, it's drama. A lot's you know? going there's, on. Yeah, yeah, there's like, you know, there's like all the sleeping with each other drama. There's like partying that goes on. And that's real. Soap opera. Yeah, it's like a soap. Exactly. Yeah. Thank soap you. Soap opera. You just, thank you for summing that. <laughs> so, uh, and number three, um, our other favorite show, and it's not reality, but um, it's, I have to talk about it. Like before I even get anything else, the number one show we watch every week is Fargo. Okay. So now we're getting to Fargo, the good TV. Yeah, the scripted, good TV. I'm not even, I'm not even talking about any more reality because okay. there's more reality. American Pickers, I love. I'm yeah. just, I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah. I love those two guys. But we're talking about real TV. We're talking about Fargo, man. It's my that's that's the show right you, now. You finished with the second season? Oh yeah. Okay. We which which it. which season did you prefer? Um I can't I feel like it's one story. I can't I can't say. Okay, okay so if I had to choose, I would say two. Okay. Because the the actual the character acting done by Kirsten Dunst and the guy who plays the butcher that looks like Matt Damon's fat little brother. Yeah, fat Matt Damon. But he's so Jesse Plemons. Matt Damon. He's good. That Friday guy. Lights. I mean, he yeah, was he's just really good. Very very believable. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Like, pff, I can't even. And then the Indian. He's just so ominous. This season was. Yeah. Um, Patrick and the, Wilson, Ted Danson. Yeah, and the fellow who played the the black guy who played the. I don't remember um, his name. I just know the movie. He's good. He the was, Rock. He yeah. did a great job. I yeah. thought he was that kind of stole it a little bit. Yeah, he did. Man, he played yeah. an, a, an incredible role. There's a lot of innuendo on in that show. Yeah, Fargo is by far. Like, do you agree? I mean, it's one of the best written shows on television. Yeah, I would probably say. You know, let me give a little backstory. I would say, you know, Fargo. We have obviously the television, yeah, the sorry. movie, the great Oscar-winning movie by the Coen brothers, William H Macy, mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi. Shout out to Steve. Got to work with you. You are an amazing person, dude. Hopefully, you can get you to listen to this someday. We uh, can Fra- only hope. Francis McDormand uh, won an Oscar. You owe for me that. an egg McMuffin. <laughs> won a best supporting Oscar for that movie. And then there's the other guy that I that is another amazing guy. If you get to talk, Peter Stormar. Peter, Two guys I got to work with I that are amazing. People. Remember his name? I, I, Peter Stormar. Oh, he's um, so good. A movie about revenge. A movie about gangsters. A movie about the cold of Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. Uh, all the places around there. Minnesota. Minnesota. Great show. I mean, great, great movie, right? Now they have this show, which last season kind of had the most closest similarity to the fir- to the movie. Was last season. You have the guy from Sherlock. I can't believe I can't remember his name right now. As the as the main guy, you have Billy Bob Thornton, and uh, you have Allison Lohman who came in, and an amazing show on FX, man. About 2005. They don't say if it's true or real. Second season, 70s. You have the kid who's Patrick Wilson is, is coming in. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Boom. Martin Freeman, you know from The Hobbit. Bottom line, Fargo is probably the best written drama on TV, I would say. Okay. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to go ahead and say this season I thought was better. Strictly because of Peter Stormar. I mean, that dude's performance, this 
I don't know how you felt about it, but this season was incredible. I feel like I I, I could emo- I was emotionally connected to him. Well, Peter, you think it's someone else? Because Peter Stormar wasn't in this season. Oh, I mean, um, what's the dude's name? The redheaded dude, the, sh- the who plays the sheriff. Oh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, excuse me. Did a great job. I heard you say. I thought I was thinking that I was associating him, but yeah, Patrick Wilson killed it. Good actor. Killed it. Allison Lohman. I liked how they showed her again. Remember? At the, when they had a little flashback or a yeah. little future pack? Yeah. Fargo's a great show. If you like drama, if you like a witty comedy that's kind of like, it's not in your face, it's kind of in between the words, if that makes sense. The kind of comedy, it's kind of lighthearted, you know? Right. It's really good. It is, it is. There is a lot of blood, but it's awesome. So Fargo on FX, check it out. Speaking of FX, the other show that I think is the best written comedy, which I hope you watch, is Man Seeking Woman. I don't know if you do, but you got to get on that. Man. I don't. I hear it's really good. I've seen one or two episodes. I just, I feel like I came in in the middle. Although they seem like they... Like you could just watch one show and understand it. Yeah. I feel like I need to know. It's another socially relevant, super topical show that just makes the comedy really just awesome and easy to relate with. Right. So that's Fargo on the What the Falk show. We talked about a Rams fan. Uh, it has one more thing to say. Yeah, I, I want to talk about The Departed. Okay. Are you not a big fan? I thought you meant like The Departed, like the people who left. Are you talking about the 2000, no, not, not, 2000 let's, let's movie? No, not let's not talk about uh, Rams fans. <laughs> the 2000 no. Scorsese movie? Or the... Or this, uh... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, not that movie. I meant to say uh, Le- Departed. The Leftovers. That's oh. a movie about the people who departed. Oh, wait, you watched Leftovers? Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. That's my number two show. Oh, So dude. I just wanted to go there. Number yeah. one, Fargo. Number two, Departed. Oh, man. Um, as a guy who watched a lot of TV. <laughs> the Leftovers. The I thought that was the, the Scorsese movie. Yeah, I was like, we're going to talk about Okay, if he wants to, I guess we could talk about that. Uh, my, my brain works Dude, Leftovers season two. I'm, I'm all game, man. I got, like, that's the best one of the best written seasons oh, season two is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen in my life intense I don't know you know how, what I saw it was so good it was like lost it was a lot like lost used to be right like same you were guy. confused same guy, same guy. <clears throat> you were confused but it was beautiful in a lot of ways yeah I don't I mean leftover season two I, I tell people my girlfriend I try to tell her to watch it you don't even have to watch season one watch season two it's on its own doesn't right. it kind of stand on its own yeah I mean I feel like season one like after I watched season two I tried to go back and watch like some of season one because yeah. I was I had questions you know what I mean? Try, try and link those stories. Yeah. Um, but season two almost went like, um, like on a prequel. Uh, on yeah. A prequel because it was showing you what happened before season one. It was. Lot. Yeah. That that show, I think, like years from now, that's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be looked at like, you know, like The Wire or it, something. You know what it, I mean? Like exactly. If you can appreciate it and get through it, because it is dramatic, it is intense. It's oh, it's an adult themed writing show. List backstory on the leftovers. HBO show created by the guy David Damon Lindhoff who also wrote uh, Lost. It's about a, a rapture-like event occurring in the world and then three years after, how everyone's dealing with that. How everyone is dealing with the fact that they lost some of their family members, the fact that people got taken. They don't know where or the why. Departed. The Departed, the which departed. is what I said earlier, yeah. and I didn't mean to get that confused. It's what they call the it. So kind of having to deal with movie. that. A, a show about the human condition in a lot of ways and certainly intense, but the Leftover Season 2, man, I mean, I, I like Season 2. I like that Season 2 more than I like this season. Leftovers, go see it. It's yeah. a good time. You listen, you watch. It's good writing. Can I get? You did it last time. That was one of the best parts that you did. Can you? Can I get the the Christian uh, the um, Chris Christian Slater? That doesn't make sense. The Christopher Walken What the Falk Show promo right now. This is the What the Falk Show. Um, you're listening. You're tuning in in your car somewhere. You're watching. You're wondering who are these guys? You know, I stumbled on Christopher Walken's on the show. I'm not sure. Is he? Maybe. <laughs> That was awesome, dude. You're really good at that, dude. No joke. I think that's a great way for you to kind of end a little bit. You're going to say goodbye right now. Joseph Paul, appreciate you being on the show, man. Giving me a point of view of a Rams fan and what they think about the Rams coming to LA. If you're happy or you're Thanks excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. 
being an Angelino too. So you have a great point of view on what's that. Anybody listening right now, this is going to affect all of our lives, traffic, especially what kind of promos and things we're going to see on TV. It's just overall, we're going to have a lot more football and Hopefully movies. Hopefully you get the bullet you know? train going. Yeah. And then it'll just make a stop right there. The You'll stop. We'll get you in uh, Valencia or Santa Clarita. We'll stop by. Perfect. We'll get me. And then we'll head all the way to downtown. Exactly. Okay, well, this is the What the Falk Show with Connor Falk. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, at my WTF show on Twitter. Trying to get the chance to get on Stitch. You're going to be on a lot of different platforms. You want to listen to something and zone out when you're in traffic, you're at school. You don't want to listen to your boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe you're working out. Maybe you're watering like Joe likes to do. Maybe you're working in the yard. Anything you want to do, I'm just trying to provide some informational, some witty, and some entertaining banner. One more thing, Joe. Can I give a shout out to my lady? Yeah. My lady. Of course. The mother of your children. Hell yeah. It's my woman. It's your woman. And the kids. It's my rock. And the kiddos at home. Kristen. Kristen. I love you. And the kiddos. Evelyn and Benjamin. Kristen, Evelyn, and Benjamin, big fans of the show. Thank you for letting your guy be here right now on the show, on the What the Falk show. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you listening. We're gonna... They don't even know I'm here. Oh, they don't know you're here? Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll be talking about them when you give this to your friends and family. I appreciate I you listening to the show, and I hope you have a wonderful day Thanks, tomorrow. man. Thanks for having me. You got it.